بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما رسيد الشريف اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد كما باركت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد in many places in the quran we have been told by almighty allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we have been placed in this world to be tested الذي خلق الموت والحياه ليبلوكم ايكم احسن عملا the one who created death and life so that he could test you that who is the best amongst you in terms of action inna khalaqnal insana min nutfatin amshaj nabtalihi allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says we created the human from the drops of semen nabtalihi and we will test him Another verse, Allah says, Indeed, we will test you with fear, with rations in food, in wealth, deficiency in wealth, and loss of life, family members. So and there are many other verses which indicate that the whole reason why you and I are in this world is to be tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now no one sitting in this room I believe and those listening wherever you are, none of us are not being tested. We are all being tested in different ways. Someone with their health, somebody with their wealth, somebody with family, somebody with their emotions. And now entering into this lockdown um, is only adding to these challenges, hardships, difficulties, which we are already going through. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us. So in the midst of this, there will be certain individuals who say, I'm fine. COVID's come, lockdowns come, my job's still there. My health is fine, uh, you know, my family's okay. You will find, maybe not many, but you'll find some people, maybe someone sitting here might think, you know, it's not impacted me in any way, I'm still getting along fine. Uh, I spoke to a brother last week, he said, do you know what, with COVID, mm, the business that I'm in, uh, we're doing much better than we are before. Uh, so Alhamdulillah, I said, good for you. Um, so there may be certain individuals who at a time of difficulty like this, it may feel that everything's going fine for them. Well, the message to such individuals is that is your test as well. We are all being tested. And this is a wrong notion that we have that tests are always bad. Meaning, if you, have, if you become ill, that's a test. If you lose a family member, that's a test. If you lose your job, that's a test. Or if you fall out with your siblings is a test or if you've got problem with your in-laws for example that's a test or emotionally you have a breakdown that's a test yes that's a test 
However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَنَبْلُوهُ بِالْخَيْرِ وَالشَّرِّ فِتْنَةِ That the test that Allah will send in this world won't only be in things that are taken away from you. Even in your blessings, you are tested. Because Allah will then want to see, okay, you're blessed. How do you behave? What's your attitude towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So that is a test as well. Nevertheless, our focus for today isn't that because there'll be very few people who can say today, especially after going through so much. And, you know, we have, we've been through a lot uh, already, uh, you know, and, um, you know, it's, it, it's not looking any better, unfortunately. However, we have hope and we should keep motivating each other. So the focus of today, inshallah, is how to cope in the midst of all these difficulties how to cope this lockdown how to cope the impact of all these challenges that are coming our way in light of quran and sunnah and this is like a, a spiritual coping mechanism because if you read the news if you listen to the gossip if you look at what's happening around the only thing that's going to happen is we're going to become more depressed, we'll become more ill, we'll become more and more distant, we'll get more and more worried. Has the Quran and the Sunnah given us a guide or not? So this is what we're going to focus on in the few minutes that we have together today. How are we going to cope spiritually? Has Allah and His Rasul given us a way out? Of such difficult testing situation because at the end of the day this is why we're here we're in this world to be tested so everything that's happening it, it's not abnormal this is why we're here to be tested and Quran says that sometimes Allah will test you through loss of life through loss of wealth through fear at the moment there's a lot of fear this is Quran tells us this is why we're here in the world and it's a test and how do we cope? How do we get by? Being tested, does it mean it's something bad? Does it mean I'm a bad person because I'm being tested? Am I a loser now? Because I've started losing everything around me. How should we cope? So this is what we're going to focus on, inshallah, today. Firstly, a great Sahabi, who we don't hear much of, Abdullah bin Abdul Asad Makhzumi, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu. The 10th person to accept Islam. Abdullah bin Abdul Asad al-Makhzumi. The 10th person to accept Islam. He also participated in the Battle of Badr. As you know, those Sahaba who went to Badr have a very high rank. And then he also participated in Uhud as well. In Uhud, he got severely wounded. He didn't pass away in the battle. However, the effects of the wounds then led towards his demise later on after he returned from the battle. When he died, his wife was extremely upset. Imagine losing your spouse. Can that be something good? Of course not. It's painful. It's traumatizing. Your life companion, the person that you wake up with, the person you go to sleep with, the person you shop with, the person you share all your secrets with. Okay? And it's only those who've lost a spouse will know what it means. So his wife was devastated and her name was Hind bint Abi Umayyah very upset Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to her 
and said, look, I can see you're very upset, you're devastated. Let me tell you something, a coping mechanism. Say, well, first he generalized and said, look, Mamin Muslimin, whenever any Muslim faces any tragedy, and they say this, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. Allahumma khlufli fi musibati. Allahumma jurni fi musibati. Wa khlifli khayram minha. Illa akhlafahu Allahu khayram min. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, oh, uh, oh, her name was Ummu Salama by the way. And so her husband is Abu Salama. So he said, oh Ummu Salama, what you should say is, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. I've come from Allah. I'm going to go back to Allah. My husband came from Allah. He's gone back to Allah. Allahumma jurni fi musibati. Oh Allah, reward me in my calamity. I'm going through a calamity. Oh Allah, give me a reward in it. And replace with something better. Replace it with something better. Now, Ummu Salama, she says, I read the first part, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. I read the second part, Allahumma jurni fi musibati, Allah reward me in my musibah. But this last part, I was a bit hesitant. Wa khayram minhan, give me someone better. She said, man afdal min Abu Salama. She says, I was thinking to myself, who can be better than Abu Salama? He was amazing. The first household to migrate to the Prophet wasallam. No one can be better than him. But because the Prophet wasallam gave me this prescription as a coping mechanism, spiritual therapy, how to cope during lockdown, during challenges, during difficulties. I said it. I said it, believing in what the Prophet said. I just said it. Allah, I don't know if anybody can be better than Abu Salama, but I'm going to say it because the Prophet told me. So she said it. Oh Allah, reward me in my calamity and grant me something better. And what happens? What happens? Did she get someone better? Who married Ummu Salama? None other than the Prophet himself. Who could have thought? So the first lesson is, لَعَلَّهُ خَيْرٍ When a calamity comes your way, do you know what? It might not be as bad as you think. عَسَىٰ أَن تَكْرَهُ شَيْئًا وَهُوَ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ Quran tells me and you, you might hate something, it could be the best thing that's ever happened in your life. Who could have ever imagined the loss of a spouse could be such a great blessing? Could we have imagined? If we listen to what people say, and the way people talk to you about things, and the way people make things really emotional, a person can never come to this conclusion. But when we look at the Quran and the Sunnah, look at this. On one side, such a tragic thing, losing your spouse. I mean, that's huge. But look on the other side, what happened as a result? You can fill the whole world with Abu Salama. Does it equate being married to the Prophet Never. So this is the first thing. When we go through tragedies, remember This could be a blessing in disguise. I might not like it. I might hate what's happening. That my health, my wealth, my loss of job, my family, my this, my that, my emotional state. But it could be something good. We don't know. We don't know. A woman came to the Prophet and she brought with her a child. And she said, you know how you take your children to pious people, to a sheikh, 
uh, and she said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, please make dua for my son. And you know, generally we do that as well. Oh, make dua Allah, make him hafiz. Make, make dua Allah, make her hafiz. Make dua Allah, make them with good character, with taqwa. Make them obedient to their parents, coolness of our eyes, etc. So she bought this child and said, Oh, Messenger of Allah, please make dua for my son. She didn't stop there. Because, O oh, Messenger of Allah, I've already buried three of my children with my own hands. Just, I'm not asking you to make dua for him to become hafid, alim, qari, mufti, nothing. Oh, Allah, just make dua. Uh, oh, Prophet of Allah, just make dua that he remains alive. I've already buried three children with my own hands. Tragedy? Huge tragedy. And the Prophet said, What? You've buried three of your own children with your own hands? She says, yes. Yes, O Messenger of Allah. I have buried three of my children with my own hands. And she, he said to the woman, glad tidings and good news for you. They have become a forceful shield against the fire of Jahannam. You have guaranteed your paradise. Your Jannah is guaranteed. That's it. You're going to Jannah. Who could have thought the loss of not one, two, three, as tragic as it is. I don't want to trivialize. I don't want to be insensitive. But we need a coping mechanism where around us we're losing life. We're losing health. People are losing jobs. Rather than going down the route of depression, losing our minds and men mentally becoming instable. Instead, let us look at the therapy given to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Asa an takrahu shay'an wa huwa khayrul lakum. Many a times Quran says, you hate something. You don't like it. You're disgusted. You think, why is it happening to me? But Allah is saying, don't you realize the greater good that Allah is blessing you with? On the other side, you might not see it now. The wisdom of Allah is such that Allah's protected you from the fire of hell forever. Maybe your good deeds were not sufficient to do that for you. But by this test that came your way, that's it. You're protected now. You don't need to do anything else. Your Jannah is guaranteed, my sister. In one hadith, we find the Prophet ﷺ mentioned whatever difficulty a Muslim suffers, whether it be grief, whether it be any kind of problem, whether it be sickness, whether it be discomfort, even the prick of a thorn, the hadith mentions, even the prick of a thorn, each time any discomfort comes your way, your sins are being deleted. Isn't that our ultimate goal in this life for us to gain the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? At that time when we're going through the challenge, now when we're going through these challenges, we don't realize, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is erasing our sins. The Prophet ﷺ says on the day of judgment, the people of Afia, the people in this world that were not tested with challenges, the people in this world who had a stable job, who had a stable marriage, who had pious children, who had a nice house, who had wealth without any problems, whose health was perfectly fine, who didn't see difficult days in this world, you know, on the day of judgment, the hadith says the people of afia and good health and good condition. When they see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is rewarding the people in the hereafter, those who went through challenges in the world, you know what they will desire? The hadith says this. They will desire 
Oh Allah, please send us back into the world. And we wish somebody came to us and cut our bodies with scissors. This is what the hadith says. They will feel we wish in the world somebody came to us and cut us into pieces with scissors so that we would remain silent. We wouldn't complain. We would make sabr. And then the reward that all these people are getting in the hereafter, we could also get that as well. Coping mechanism. We need this. We desperately need this. Otherwise, we're going to go the wrong way. We're going to lose our minds. Look at the Quran. Look at the Sunnah. This is the therapy given to us in the light of the Quran and Sunnah. How can we cope during these difficult times? The first, so this is the first formula. When you go through a difficulty, tell yourself, La'allahu khair. Maybe it's for the greater good. Many a times you hate something Quran is saying, but it is better for you. It's the best thing that's happened to you. You might think, how can it be? How can losing a job be the best thing that's happened to me? How can becoming ill be the best thing that's happened to me? You don't know at that time. Have faith in Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We continue trying and we have reliance in Allah and Allah will never let us down. So that's number one. Number two, compare what Allah has taken to what he has left. Compare what Allah has taken to what he has left. You lost your job for two weeks. We become nervous. We start shaking. We start losing our minds. We don't, we don't think for the last 20 years, I've been in a stable job. We don't think like shaitan makes you focus on what you, what you don't have. And he doesn't let you focus on what you have. A person becomes ill for one week and you start losing your mind. Think what's happening to me? The world's coming to an end. Why me? Without realizing for the last 30 years, for the last 10 years, for the last 50 years, Alhamdulillah, I've had good health. Nothing's happened to me. Allah took your wealth, but you've still got your children. Allah tested you with your children, but he's not taken your wealth. Allah tested you with your job, but you still have a shelter. Look at what you've got rather than what you don't have. Otherwise, this is a trick and a ploy of shaitan to make you despair of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do we judge Allah based on what he has given us or what he hasn't given us? What he's given us and left is much more than what he has taken from us. And when he does take it's for a reason because he knows. So this is also another way to cope during these difficult times. Similarly, who is testing us? Whatever challenges are coming our way, who is testing us? Tell me. Who's testing us? These tests, these are tests, right? Everything that's happening is a test. Who's testing us? Bill Gates. That's what some people are saying. They might not be saying that clearly to you, but from their language, the way they're going about it, that's, that's what they're trying to say indirectly. Is it the Illuminati that's testing you? The new world order that's test, who's testing you? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what people are doing, whether you believe in these things or not. At the end of the day, these tests, whether it's through these individuals or not, whether there are dark powers there or not, that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. The Quran and the Sunnah doesn't ask you to go into all of these theories and find out who's doing what and who's not doing what. What it does tell you is to believe at all times. 
that any test that comes your way, good or bad, it's only from Allah. So if Allah is the one who's testing me, who is it? Who is Allah? Allah is Arhamur Rahimin, the most merciful of those who have mercy. He is more merciful than our mothers. So if the one who's testing us is most merciful, remember Allah will never test us more than what we can handle. He will never overburden us. He's too kind. He's Al-Wadud. The kindness of Allah, Allah promises and He never goes against His word. Allah will never test you more than what you can handle. Never, never, never. And then He will never punish you for not being able to handle it. Never. Never let that doubt come into your mind. Shaitan puts these doubts in your mind. Never. Allah is too kind to test you so much that you can't handle it anymore. No. Yes, maybe you're looking at it in a different way. You're feeling victimized all the time. No, look at the brighter picture. Look at what Allah's given you. Look at the blessings that you have. Be thankful for what you have, not what you don't have. Look at the Prophet ﷺ. If you think, why me? The Prophet ﷺ was the greatest. He was tested from day one. He came into this world as an orphan. His mother passed away when he was six. He actually saw his mother dying in the middle of a desert with nobody else there except Ummu Ayman. He lost his uncle. He lost his granddad. So everyone. And then he lost all of his children except Fatima as well in his lifetime. He lost his family. He lost his hometown. He lost everything. People called him a sorcerer. People called him a magician. People called him crazy. People said all sorts of things to him. They threw him out of Makkah al-Mukarramah. They punished him. They persecuted him. He was the best person. But his life was full of test after test after test. When you and I go through challenges, remember our Habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If he was tested, who am I? Am I greater than him? Na'udhu billah, never. If he was so great and he was tested, I am, a, I am nobody. And the tests that have come my way are nothing in comparison to the tests that came the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When we go through challenges, remember the verse of the Quran, فَإِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى And not once, twice. إِنَّ مَعَ الْعُسْرِ يُسْرَى The true promise of Allah, indeed, with every difficulty, there is ease. Indeed, with every calamity, there is comfort. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Good days are about to come. This is a promise of Allah. If there's difficulty, there is ease. We're looking at challenges now, difficult times. That means, that means good days are about to come. Things are about to get better. When we don't know, but it's definitely going to happen because it's the promise of Allah. Not once, twice. Inna ma'al usri yusra. Indeed, with every difficulty, there is ease. Do not despair. Remember the Prophet ﷺ said, when Allah loves a person, He tests them. And when they are patient, they gain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another thing to bear in mind during these tests is when we are tested, we should be grateful to Allah that the test isn't in our deen. Do you know if you've been tested with your health, with your wealth, with your family, with your emotions, with your personal circumstances, as difficult as it is, 
be grateful to Allah that, oh Allah, you didn't test me with my Iman, with my Islam. Imagine you've got all your health and wealth and everything's fine, but you die an atheist. This is something to be worried, worried about. This is a calamity. Imagine everything's fine and your test was in regards to your belief in the hereafter. So momentarily in this world, we got a bit of pleasure because we were healthy, wealthy and everything went well. But the great calamity of the hereafter, we've not safeguarded ourselves from. So even though we go through difficulties, be grateful to Allah that, Oh Allah, I thank you. Even though I'm going through a difficult time, Allah, I thank you that you're not testing me in my deen, that you've not taken my salah away from me. You've not taken my iman away from me. You've not taken away the Quran away from me. You've not taken away the love of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi Because that, that is, that is the calamity. That is a real calamity. The Prophet says, Allah, do not place our calamity in our religion. Otherwise, that is a huge calamity. I end by mentioning that we hear the Prophet saying that on the day of judgment, the most miserable person in this world, when I say miserable, I mean the person who had it the hardest. You know, a person who lost absolutely everything. He lost his home, he lost his family, lost his job, had very bad health, emotionally just a, a whole a wreck. Everything had gone, nothing. This person was the most miserable person in this world who had it really hard. You know, you look at someone and you think, Alhamdulillah, you know, although I'm going through difficulty, but it's not as bad as that. Imagine the worst person in this world who's had it the hardest and the most difficult he says on the day of judgment Allah will take this person and order the angels to dip him into Jannah the hadith actually says go and dip him into Jannah so he'll be taken for a little just a little walk into Jannah and out and when he comes out Allah will ask him have you ever seen any difficulty in your life do you know what he'll say La never because I have never seen any difficulty in my life and the conclusion to this is very soon inshallah once we enter into Jannah say inshallah may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all from amongst the people of Jannah as soon as a person enters into Jannah you know all the difficulties the challenges the pain the sorrow the grief the emotional meltdown and everything that we experience in this world within a moment everything will disappear will vanish you won't remember any of it let's just keep hope inshallah that the time is coming very soon when we will meet allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jannah is waiting for us inshallah in the meantime we adopt the means we take the necessary precautions we obey allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remain away from his disobedience and keep trying to be better keep hoping allah do not despair be positive don't be negative and keep thinking whatever comes my way Who's, ask yourself, this challenge that I'm in, does Allah know about it? Does he know? My difficulty I'm going through, does Allah know about it? Yes, of course, number one. Number two, can he solve it? Simple. Ask Allah. We like telling other people. We like complaining to others. We like posting on social media. What, what are the people going to do? You can put all your problems up on social media. No one's going to help you. Two questions ask yourself. Does Allah know about my problem? Yes, He does. Can He solve it? Yes. Turn to Him.
plead to him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us. Wa akhiru da'wana. Anilhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.